on the Cuyahoga River, rolling into Cleveland to the lake. There's a red moon rising on the Cuyahoga River, rolling into Cleveland to the lake. There's an oil barge winding down the Cuyahoga River, rolling into Cleveland to the lake. There's an oil barge winding down the Cuyahoga River, rolling What is up, everyone, and welcome to the first podcast of Talk Baseball. You can find us on Twitter at, at Talk Baseball with Ones for Else. So let me just try to explain this podcast a little bit. I'm basically going to be talking about what I feel is important going on in the baseball world, how it affects players, coaches, and just baseball in general, and I'll just talk about anything baseball that I feel necessary to talk about. If you guys want to put in your two cents, you can respond on at Talk Baseball with Ones for Else, and I'll try to reply as quickly as possible and if at all possible. Now, without further ado, let's just jump right into this podcast. We've got a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the ninth overall pick by the Oakland Athletics, and we're going to preview a little bit of the Super Regionals going into the College World Series. Now, the MLB season is starting to gear more towards the boring side because we're heading towards the bulk of the season, and we're not really on an all-star watch yet, and it's not as fun to watch as opening week where we get a feel for each of the teams, and it's not really as entertaining to watch as a postseason race or just the postseason in general. And don't get me wrong, I love to watch professional baseball, and I'll always watch professional baseball over any other sport, and it's extremely enjoyable. It's just not as enjoyable or as entertaining as the other times like the opening week or the all-star race or the postseason race. But one thing that did happen this week that's a ton of fun to watch is the MLB draft. And it's not a whole lot of fun for me because I know a bunch of the kids that are getting drafted. But it's a lot of fun to watch because players get their name called in the spot that they've been dreaming about since they were little kids. And one of the most interesting things that happened this year in the draft is Kyler Murray, the ninth overall pick by the Oakland Athletics. He's an Oklahoma outfielder, but he's also the quarterback for the Sooners, and he was the backup for Baker Mayfield last year. Um, when I read up about this yesterday, it said that he was get offered a $4.76 million signing bonus, and he basically had to make a decision on whether or not he was going to continue to play football or if he was going to sign and go into the league or going to his minor league contract. But I also I've, I read up on it a little bit this morning, and it said that he had signed a contract for $5 million guaranteed and allowed him to play football with the Sooners. Um, I read that on a Bleacher Report, so you can take it for what it's worth. But that's big league for him because he's able to go and play professional baseball, but also able to finish out his last season of college football where he'll actually be able to play as opposed to last year where he was the backup to Baker Mayfield because a backup for Baker Mayfield isn't getting much playing time because it's Baker Mayfield. Now I think it's kind of a ballsy move on his part that he's going to go and play football with the Sooners where there's the risk of injury. I mean the kid's 5'11 and he's 
kind of slender. He's not really, I mean, he's built like a quarterback, but quarterbacks get hit. And if he ends up getting injured, then it really puts a damper on his whole professional baseball career. I think the no brainer decision would have been for him to go to go into the minor leagues, sign his contract and just go straight there because there's a less of a risk for injury. There's obviously still a little bit of a risk for injury, but not like playing football. And this kid's a stud. He batted 296 with 10 home runs and 47 RBIs in 51 games. He had 46 runs and a 398 on base percentage. I mean, good for this kid. He's a ninth overall pick, and he's now he's five million guaranteed. He was offered 4.76 last last I read before the five million guaranteed thing. And it's a ballsy move by the Oakland Athletics, who obviously are kind of known for making ballsy moves. They got rid of Josh Donaldson and the whole money ball thing. I mean, Billy Bean is up there just making ballsy move after ballsy move. So I guess one of these has to pay off and maybe Kyler Murray's their, their move that actually works because he was kind of a surprise draft pick from what I heard. He wasn't really on the watch a whole lot. So, I mean, good for Kyler Murray. He's going to get his 5 million. He's going to go play NCAA football and I guess he's still eligible based on his contract. So that's, that's a big move by him. And I mean, congrats to him. If it were me, I would have just signed with baseball and gone gone and ran with it. But I guess it depends on where his heart is. I mean, obviously, I've played baseball my whole life, so I would have chose baseball. But one thing that I did want to talk about a little bit, of, I've seen on Twitter this whole thing about these two sports, like playing two sports makes you more athletic and these two sport athletes getting drafted into baseball, like, like the second sport made them more athletic. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're playing football and baseball, you're you're playing a season basically year-round. You have a little bit of off time. But you're not made more athletic by playing two sports. You're playing two sports because you're more athletic. This kid's a ninth overall pick. That doesn't just happen. He's a freak athlete. And the fact that he's playing football has nothing to do with him being – like has it has no – benefit to his athleticism I don't feel I mean maybe it has a little bit but I don't feel like just getting your kid to play two sports is going to make him more athletic I saw a thing that was like wow he didn't his parents didn't force him to pick a sport at 12 and focus on that well I mean if you're not producing in the other sport and there's no future in it why would you not focus on that sport I mean I don't feel like the two athlete thing or the, the two athletes. I don't feel like the two sport thing makes you more athletic. I think it just means that you're more of an athlete than the other people who are playing one sport. And I feel like him playing two sports isn't what makes him more athletic. I, he was just born to be an athlete. And I'm not putting anything past the fact that he's worked his butt off to be in the situation that he's in. I guarantee you that that man has worked harder than 90% of the people that I've ever met in my life. But I don't feel like, like, again, I don't think that he was made more athletic by playing two sports. I just think that he was an athlete, like he's a natural athlete. So that's a controversial topic. You guys can tweet at me and give me your opinion. I'm sure most of you disagree because from what I've seen on Twitter, a lot of people feel that the two sport thing is what makes you more athletic. But I, 
I don't agree with it. Now, let's let's move on from that. Congrats to Kyler Murray for getting drafted ninth overall, five million guaranteed. That's more money than I can ever imagine, and he's living his dream. He's playing NCAA football and then going into his minor league contract, so good for him. But let's move on from that. Something that happened on Saturday was the Mississippi State walk-up. I think it was Saturday. It might have been Friday. Um, I don't have the date right here in front of me, but Mississippi State walked off Florida State with a three-run walk-off home run, which is big time. Uh, Mississippi State's number two, and Florida State is number seven. So I guess it's kind of expected for Mississippi State to beat Florida State. Um, after the walk-off the next day, they beat Florida State 8-1. to one. But I think that the fact that a number seven seed is hanging on to a number two seed just really shows that baseball is one of, not one of, baseball is the best sport out there to watch because you just never know what's going to happen. The fact that Mississippi State had to walk off with a three-run home run is just amazing to me. And props to Florida State for hanging in there, but Mississippi State advanced to the Super Regional against Vanderbilt. And yeah, so Mississippi State, congrats to moving on. But I think that it's going to be a real tough competitions between Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Um, I don't watch a whole lot of the Super Regional stuff. I don't watch a lot of the stuff leading up to the Super Regional stuff. I do watch in Omaha for the official College World Series because that's just a lot of the fun to watch. So are these Super Regionals. I just don't find a whole lot of time to sit there and watch college baseball all day. But Mississippi State is facing off against Vanderbilt. They're both number two seeds, so it's gonna be a real it's gonna be a tough match. But Vanderbilt did end up playing Mississippi State in March and they swept them in all three games and beat them by a combined run of nineteen to four. And Vanderbilt to get into this super regional beat Clemson nineteen to six with nine home runs. And their shortstop uh, Connor Kayser in that game had five hits and seven at bats with three home runs and 10 RBIs. So I think that that's going to be a big watch. Uh, Mississippi state's going to have to watch out for Connor Kayser. They're going to have to watch out for the entire Vanderbilt off offense. I mean, nine home runs is crazy in a nine inning game and 19 runs is just unreal. And this Kayser kid hitting three home runs with 10 RBIs. It's, it's kind of unreal to even believe that you're seeing the ball that well in in a game that's leading up to a super regional and going into the college world series. These are the best college athletes on the planet playing in these games. And he's just showing up and making them look like they belong on a high school field. So I think that the Mississippi state Vanderbilt game, it'd be awesome to see Mississippi state win, especially after the walk off and the eight to one win over Florida state. But I just don't think they really have it in them to beat Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt will probably advance into the college world series after this game, they'll probably end up beating them. I don't know if they'll sweep. Um, I think the fact that Mississippi state had to beat Florida state with a walk off home run might show a little bit that they're not going to do super well against Vanderbilt, but you never know it's baseball. And, but I think my official prediction for what it's worth, which isn't much is that Vanderbilt is going to win the super regional and go on to the college road series. Um, another game that I wanted to talk about. I have a couple games here that I want to talk about. Um, 
the super regionals. I can't go over all of them because there's 16 teams in the super regional and it's, there's, it's unreal talent. There's a lot of stuff to analyze in these games, but the next game that I want to talk about is Oregon state versus Minnesota. Now I'm a little bit Oregon state biased. I love Oregon state. They're ranked number one. So is Minnesota. So this is going to be a big, this is going to be a big time matchup. Um, the second baseman, Nick Madrigal got drafted number four overall. He's the uh, second baseman for OSU. He's he got drafted into the Chicago White Sox organization. Now to get into the Super Regional, Oregon State ended up beating LSU twelve to zero, which that's a huge, huge twelve to zero is that's crazy. There's no reason that you should beat a team twelve to zero going into a Super Regional, but. I mean, if you, I guess if you do it, that just shows how offensive um, OSU actually is. They, in the last three games that they've played, they've scored 34 runs. That's amazing that they've scored 34 runs in three games. And I don't know what the pitching was like, but I, I don't think it really matters. You could, you could throw a soft pitch or a slow pitch softball, like men's league pitcher, and 34 runs is unreal in three games. So yeah, Oregon State. 12-0 against LSU. Going to be pretty hard to beat, but Minnesota did end up beating UCLA 13-8 in their game to lead into the Super Regional. So I guess their offense their offense is pretty solid too. But the big, the big time thing to me is that Oregon State held LSU to zero runs. Now, Minnesota is said to have a pretty strong bullpen. But, I mean, how good can it be? They let UCLA score eight runs when... Oh, excuse me. They let uh minute or they let UCLA score eight runs when they were up when they had thirteen. So I mean, how how great can the bullpen be? I mean, maybe they were holding off on the bullpen because they were up by so much. But my official prediction for this game is gonna have to go to OSU because one, I'm a little bit Oregon State biased, but thirty four runs in three games is unreal, and it's hard to stop an offense that's hot. They were hot throughout all of the season. I didn't follow them a whole lot. I followed them a little bit because I love Oregon State, but they were hot the whole season, and they just kept on rolling into the playoffs, and I think that they'll end up winning this Super Regional pretty easily and head on to the College World Series. I think that they'll be a contender for the College World Series title. Now, the next game that I want to talk about is Florida versus Auburn. Florida's a number one seed. Auburn's another two seed. Um, Florida are is the defending champion from the college world series last year which means that they're they're they've got to be have a target on their back especially from auburn the number two seed um auburn beat nc state 15 to 7 to advance and this is the first time they've advanced in 19 years uh florida is going to be going for their 12th appearance in the college world series in school history like I said before, they did win it last year, which is a big that just puts a big target on their back. Everybody's going to be fighting. Everybody that plays them is going to be fighting hard. They're going to be fighting to the last breath. They're going to try and beat them and knock them out of this tournament. Um, Florida to advance beat Florida Atlantic five to two, which is a little bit of a surprise. They would, they didn't win by that much, but they did hold them to five, hold them to two runs. Ended up scoring five. It's kind of odd for me to pick here because i'd love to see auburn beat florida i'm not a huge florida fan 
but I've, I have to go with experience here and say that Florida is probably going to pull this one out. And I'm not big on experience in college because I mean, they, they're changing players every year. It's not like in the MLB where the Cubs have more experience than other teams in playoffs. The Cubs have, and when like the Yankees have more experience based on the amount of times that they've been to the world series, just because it's not, that's not really a good example because the Yankees haven't been in forever, but the it's not like professional sports where you build a franchise around players and these players just have the playoff experience. It's not like you have a Derek Jeter on the team that has been to the playoffs X amount of times and knows how to lead this team into the playoffs and how to get them to win games. But I feel like Florida one being the team that won it last year means they have some returning guys who were on the team when they won it last year. They kind of know what it's like. And, and Auburn hasn't been there in 19 years, which it's a long drought and they don't really have a whole lot of playoff experience. So I don't think that they're going to end up pulling this one out. I'd love to see Auburn pull it out, but it's, it's a bit of a stretch to say that they will. So I, if, if I was a betting man, I'd bet on Florida. The one of the biggest games though in this uh, super regional is the Texas Tech Duke game. Duke's ranked number two, Texas Tech number one. Um, Duke beat Georgia eight to five and eight to four to advance in their last two games. In three of the last four wins that they needed to get into this super regional, they came from behind, which shows a lot of grit, shows a lot of fight. They're able to come back, but. That being said, you can't play a baseball game by deciding you want it late in the game. I know from personal experience that you can't just flip that switch and hope that it's there every time because some some days it's just not going to be there, especially against a team like Texas Tech. Now, Texas Tech ended up beating Louisville 11-6. to I, I read up on this game a little bit. I didn't actually watch the game, but Texas it said that Texas Tech had some solid defense while Louisville was pretty sloppy which I didn't look up how many of those runs were earned or unearned, but it would make it the way that it was written. It would seem like Louisville gave up a lot of those runs. Um, and also Texas tech almost gave up the game late in the eighth. They went up nine to three. They gave up three runs from a two run Jack and a double, which and they came out of that inning up nine to six which is still a three run gap but it's it's obviously it's it's more doable than a six run gap in the ninth inning so what won that game was ninth inning pitching but this this is going to be an interesting game to watch because if texas tech can't figure out how to close out a game late then i think duke will put up a pretty good fight if i had to pick one of these teams to win i'd say it was texas tech just because they seem to have the better team. They have solid defense and they have an offense that is pretty good. I mean, they scored nine runs or they scored 11 runs against Louisville. They were up nine in the eighth. So I just, I just think, or they were had nine runs in the eighth. They weren't up nine in the eighth. I just think that Texas tech will be the team to end up in the college world series out of these two. I'd love to see Duke do it too, but I just think that Texas tech, has 
the best opportunity to win these games. Now, I'm not going to count Duke out at all because I feel like Duke can Duke showing that grit and fight, being able to come back from these games shows that they're not going to give up this College World Series appearance e easily. And I think that they have a solid chance at beating Texas Tech. I think this one will go into three games. It'll be 1-1 one, one split. It'll be do or die last game. That'll be a lot of fun to watch, and I'll definitely be watching that series. Now, the last game that I want to bring up is South Carolina versus Arkansas. Arkansas is ranked number one. South Carolina is ranked number two. Um, excuse me. South Carolina said that they weren't supposed to make it this far. Their own coach said that they ended up coming back from the dead, which, I mean, first of all, if that was my coach, I think I'd be a little bit pissed about that, but, you know, whatever floats your boat. He also said that it would have been real optimistic to put them in a super regional earlier in this season, which, I mean, that shows that they have fought really, really hard to be here and that they they now I feel like they feel like they belong there. But at the time at the, at the time that he's thinking when they said they would be real optimistic to put them in a super regional, I don't feel like they felt like they belong, which means that there's still that little bit of doubt. It is the South Carolina's first year as a head coach, which it would be pretty crazy if South Carolina made it to the College World Series in his first year as a coach. It'd be great for him. It'd be great for South Carolina baseball. And it would be super awesome to see him beat Arkansas. Uh, South Carolina also beat UNC Wilmington 8-4 to to advance into the Super Regional. And they won three straight before advancing into the Super Regional, which means they're coming in hot to play Arkansas. Then Arkansas beat a strong Dallas Baptist team 4-3, to but they described it as ugly baseball which means that Arkansas needs to clean up a lot of stuff before they get into this game against South Carolina. And they were the Arkansas was able to force DBU to strain eight runners, which shows good grit when you have runners on base, runners in scoring position, but it also shows that Dallas Baptist was just a few hits away from winning a 4-3 game. They were they could have been one hit away. If they have one bloop single, they could have won that game. Um the Arkansas center fielder Ended up dropping a pop-up in the fifth. It rubbed off, it hit off his face, which is absolutely hysterical. But he ended up coming back in the sixth, redeeming himself and robbing a home run. So I don't really know how to feel about this center fielder. I don't understand how you're playing at a D1, high D1 college going into a super regional and you drop a pop fly. I mean, I guess there's, there's always mistakes going to be made. Nobody's going to be 100%. Nobody's going to have a 1,000 fielding percentage but the routine ones should be caught i mean him coming back and robbing a home run in the sixth is big time for him especially after dropping that pop-up but i think that this really just shows the sloppy baseball that they were talking about they were talking about how it was ugly baseball and i think that they need to clean that up before they go in against south carolina because i think south carolina is going to have a fair chance against arkansas i do feel like arkansas is going to pull this one out I don't know if it'll go to two or I don't know if it'll go three games, but I do think Arkansas has the stronger chance of winning this, winning this game and going into the College World Series. I mean, congrats to all the teams making it to the Super Regional, and congrats to all the teams that made it into 
made it this far that played in those championships going into super regionals. Congrats to all the teams in the playoffs and I wish them all the best of luck heading forward. Can't make 